Introduction The Open Boat is perhaps the greatest short story in American literature. It's up there with The Jumping Frog of Calaveras County by Mark Twain. It certainly is Stephen Crane's finest work, although he had three others that we recommend strongly. The Blue Hotel, The Bride Comes to the Yellow Sky, and the less read, The Monster. As with any great work, the open boat rises above isms, whether it's naturalism or symbolism or anything of that kind. It takes on a life of its own, and you're going to have a wonderful experience listening to it. We think that this is the short story of Crane's that is best listened to versus read because of his imagery about color, the goings-on of the people, and the camaraderie created. The core probably appears at the beginning of the third chapter. This is a quintessentially American moment. Winesburg, Ohio, as Sherwin Anderson has it, when there are moments when people have life-changing effects. Spoon River has much the same thing by Edgar Lee Masters, all written about the same time. And then we come to the beginning of the third chapter. It would be difficult to describe the subtle brotherhood of the men that was here established on the seas. No one said that it was so, no one mentioned it, but it dwelt in the boat, and each man felt it warm him. There was a captain, an oiler, a cook, and a correspondent, and they were friends. Friends in a more curiously iron-bound degree than may be common. The hurt captain, lying against the water jar in the bow, spoke always in a low voice and calmly but he could never command a more ready and swiftly obedient crew than the motley three of the dinghy. It was more than a mere recognition of what was best for the common safety. There was surely in it a quality that was personal and heartfelt. And after this devotion to the commander of the boat, there was this comradeship that the correspondent, for instance, who had been taught to be cynical of men, knew even at the time was the best experience of his life. But no one said that it was so, no one mentioned it. This was the core moment in the open boat. It dominated what happened from the first to the last scene. And we put most of that analysis at the end so you can enjoy the story without it being given away at the beginning. Because there's a wonderful story here, not just this wonderful event of a short story and all of its descriptions. The narrative, the conclusions, all of it are of great interest. Willa Cather was one of his closest contemporaries, and in the introduction to the Blue Hotel, we speak more about that. The key thing you should think about, I think, is that this amazing American author was born in 1871, just six years after the Civil War, when America was essentially a sectional, divided country. When he died just 29 years later, in 1900, America was an integrated country, crisscrossed with rails, industry, labor unions, and quite grown up. Some of the greatest countries in the world were now behind the United States. England, France, Germany, Russia, China. It was a huge change between 1871 and 1900. It could not help but be felt by a man like Crane that great American authors such as Emerson, 
Thoreau, and Melville didn't live just 50 or 60 years before Crane was born, but were several centuries earlier. They weren't, but that's how fast the country had grown during this short period. Crane was the first naturalist who talked about men being separate from country, God, and nature. That man was at some level alone. But in this work, it's interesting how there wasn't that much conflict between nature and man. There was a shark, but he didn't attack. There was danger, but most of them overcame it. Usually, Crane started with a little irony and it cascaded into much more. In this case, the irony was steady. Most of the time, in his short stories, he talked about the inner response.